Shut up and sit down. Well, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 25. Oh my god, somebody give us a quarter. Dang, this is awesome. You know who I am. I am Eric. And with me, as always, is that my wonderful co-host, and sometimes host, depending on who's hosting, <laughs> Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt, how's this week treating you, buddy? Who are you, strange person I'm talking to via Skype? I don't, I don't even remember who you are, what your face is, what is going on. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. You know. <laughs> nice of you to be back this week, Eric. Jeez Louise. I've been back. <laughs> Dropbox. I blame Dropbox for it all. Sure, sure. But anyway, this week has been pretty good. Quarter end is finally done, so I'm trying to get back onto a normal sleep and having fun schedule. It's sort of working right now, but not it's great. It's not going to work because we have to do tax end next week. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> I don't care about next week. I care about right now. But speaking of quarter end, during quarter end... Fun story. I turned uh, my coworker Mario onto the podcast. I was like, "Dude, listen to the podcast." And he, he subscribed on his iPhone. And then every day, I was like, "You listen to the podcast? Oh, I haven't yet. Listen to the podcast. Do you listen now? Oh, I haven't yet. You listen now." And then he finally got around to listening to it. He's like, "Oh, dude, fun podcast. You guys are pretty good." Then the very next day, he was off work. I'm like, "What happened to Mario? Oh, apparently he's got like a really bad sore throat and doesn't have a voice or anything." I was like, "Yes." He listened to the podcast and laughed himself half to death, and he hasn't been into work for like the past four days. Perfect. See, we did our job. So, health disclaimer for all you elderly, sickly people out there, third shift may kill you. Ask a doctor if you're healthy enough for third shift. If third shift causes laughter of longer than four hours, seek medical attention. You know, this has always been part of the plan, man. I I know we didn't really (laughs) discuss it, but you know me and my death toll. Uh, I mean, it, w- it was implied, I knew. Anything that you wanted to go into business with, we have to murder somebody somehow. Precisely. We got close with Mario, apparently. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Actually, I could probably get him in jail for saying something like that. I'm going to get interrogated next week. Well, I mean, honestly, it's not our fault. No disrespect to the guy, but this is the kind of guy, if you if you threw a cotton ball at him, you'd probably like break all his bones. He's, he's like falling apart. Anyway, how was your week? <laughs> Well, let's see. Uh, miserable, miserable, miserable. We had quarter in, and for those yeah. who don't know, real briefly, it's been, oh, we got to work, 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 weekends, lots of hours. It's- oh, hey, yeah, you wouldn't know because you don't listen to the show, but yeah. I described it in the last episode, so I you don't you have did. to tell them what it is. But you know what? Hey, this might be someone fresh from the bucket of mics listening That's in true. tonight. Okay. And yeah, they yeah. have not heard last week's episode. And then okay, like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. discussing quarter in? So shut okay. it. Okay. All right. I, I'll shut it. I'll drink some more beer. So anyways, lots of work. Yes, there you go. Drink your beer and let me do my intro. How about that? <laughs> but it's been a You're lot of fun. You're lucky I'm giving you an intro after you skipped oh, last week. Man. Get out you of know, here. I didn't skip last week. It's a <laughs> stupid dropout. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Right. Uh, we've been working our butts off. Finally, as Matt just said, we're getting a break. Oh, the family's been a little tired. We all got some kind of stomach flu, as I've discussed before. Man, what a what a last couple weeks it's been. But you know what? A little bit of gaming time, as always, has been put in there. Not that much, to be honest, though, because, well, life has not been so great lately. But yeah. with these recent announcements and these streams, oh, it's all changing, isn't it? It's getting there. It's getting there. It's getting there. What do you mean it's getting there? Don't you just said don't think about next week and we're just gonna think about right, the happy right, times. Right. It's a it's a fantastic day today. We're glad to be back in your ear holes. And speaking of glad to be back, I'm what what else came back this week, Eric? Talented Tuesday, Matt. And you know what? We had an old school classic up on there. We had old Clappetrap. Oh yeah. And you know what? I gotta say, I liked all of them. You know, as per mm-hmm. usual, Danny put in that detail. Had oh, one yeah. of those clap traps, like, oh man, I could actually frame that and put it up. That looked mm-hmm. great. And both of us had our nice little quirks going, and that's right. I laughed and chuckled at uh, all of them. So it was wonderful. Yeah, yours, yours was definitely a fun surprise. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, that well, you know, that was another last minute hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know actually where I got the motivation for it at all. I was just sitting there drawing Claptrap, and then I went, bam, I know. And the boulder came in, and the hat came in, and it just mm. it just happened. It's magic. And then after I got done and posted it, I said, you know what could have made this better? A little mini pendles that's just a snake off in the corner. Oh, that would have been good. As a little old uh, Indiana Jones, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah, man, I said, damn, missed opportunity, but that's all right. That's all right. You had a laughing rat. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's better than nothing. Mm. So who's up next week? Oh, well, uh, goodness, man. I don't know. I guess let's stick to Borderlands this time around. We're going to go with Lilith. And skrr, record scratch. Here comes a new challenger because <sighs> we got a special challenge round this week. I don't know if you saw it. No. But our buddy Joe King challenged us to do a special character. Oh, Jesus. Who do we got going? Now, this was in the lead-up to the Oscar Mike versus the Battle School stream, where Sola Scientist asked, is there going to be a live art stream like they did with Beatrix? Mm-hmm. Mental Mars said, oh, hey, Sung Kim should draw a uh, chibi Jim Feronda. And Joe King immediately said, hey, that sounds like a job for Talented Tuesday on third shift. You can't say no. <laughs> God. So oh, well, we can't say no. It's double duty. We got to do a Lilith art, and then we have to do a Chibi Jim Feranda. All right, boom! I can do it. Challenge accepted. That's that's exactly the GIF I posted. Chibi Jim Feranda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be fun! I can't wait. So yeah, keep an eye out for two pieces of Haggard art this week. Not just one. From the mm-hmm. two of us, and then like two actually pretty good pieces, maybe from Danny. Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna give Bea and Danny a run for their money. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm okay. busting out. I'm bust. I'm sharpening those crayons, <laughs> and the true skill is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> nice crisp crayon from the box. That's right. Mm. Look at that sharp edge. Getting all that color in there. <laughs> So yeah, as usual, you can check out the preview versions of last week's awesome creations on our Twitter account. Hit up the Instagram for the full versions. And like we said, look out for a double dose of Talented Tuesday next week. So moving on into This Week at Gearbox, what do we got going on first? We got the release of the BattleBots mode, which was announced last week. That just went live just a couple hours ago, actually, Randy Varnell said they were having a little bit of an issue getting that to go live, but during the Oscar Mike versus the Battle School stream, they got everything up and rolling, all the hot fixes and everything from this week. So it should be live as you're hearing this, obviously. I believe it runs through Monday. So hop on in. Again, that's five players versus five bots. They said they're deadly and vicious, so I'm assuming like hard mode bots, like I said last week. And then secondly, we've got, once again, the announcement that dun, 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 winter update all the beatrix the whole freaking kitten caboodle oscar mike all come out next week oh, mm. oh gosh i cannot wait i mean like they were saying on the stream which we'll talk about a little bit how can you not pick beatrix and then go into oscar mike versus the battle school it's oh, yeah. impossible mm. i gotta double dip and get all the new things at once that's I just right i can't help myself it's going to be fantastic. Well, see, you're going to pick Beatrix, and I'm going to do, as I always do the first time we run through, I'll be Oscar Mike, so it'll be perfect. Hey, I brought my my weird, diseased friend to the battle school, guys. Your doctor, thank you very much. That's true. Mm-hmm. Except I'm the one who's going to res you all the time, so. Nah, that's not true. That's how that's it always lies. is when I play is, you're so I'm, the, I'm your res bot. That's, come on. That's why we do that. I'm pretty sure the last time you were Oscar Mike, I was res botting you all night. I'm sure I don't remember that. I know you don't because you had too many beers. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you go in as Kelvin and then we'll see. Yeah, no. We learned our lesson already. <laughs> uh, how about you go in as Kelvin, Matt? How'd that go for you? Hey, wonderful. I can't be held responsible. That's mm-hmm. like I said, many beers have been had. I don't know who you were even playing. You were like Miko Atticus maybe? or something. No, I think like... I think the Kelvin Miko was me Miko, you Kelvin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all bad news bears every time. Bad, yeah, exactly. Every time. But that was about it for this week at Gearbox, right? Yeah, no no other big announcements other than the awesome one that we did just get. No other new game announcements or anything. So 
I guess that'll roll us straight into the battle plan. You want to kick us Heck off? Yeah. Not much that we already stated in the uh, this week at Gearbox. So we're gonna skip, uh, you know, new this week and go straight into the old hot fixes. Mm-hmm. Now, I would play the little horn, you know, a little sad toot toot tootin', because Galileo, unfortunately, is finally getting some nerfs. Yeah. It's a sad day for all the Galileo players out there, you know. But they finally. They attached a paragraph too, which was really nice. Yeah. On the reasoning behind what they're trying to do, what they're trying to make Galileo. So what they did was pretty cool. They put it in a little nice paragraph of what they're trying to do. And in a nutshell, they want to make Galileo more territorial, like she's supposed to be. And that's meaning she gets to a spot and she fights within within her desecrate. Mm-hmm. So if you see her inside of it, she's going to be not unstoppable, but holy cow. Which is what they want. Hey, yeah. she's she's guarding, like, for example, in a capture, she's guarding Alpha. Well, I don't know. One-on-one, she's going to wreck me because she's going to have capabilities, duh, that are mm-hmm. going to make her way more powerful in that little arena. So you got to bring friends. Or she's putting down her desecrate to hold down the minion wave so they don't get through out of the sentry in incursion. Something like Precisely. that. Precisely. Yeah. But outside of that, they don't want her doing what she currently does, and that's kind of wrecking shop no matter where she's at yeah you know you can use her as a tank you could use her as a melee dps you can use her as you know a mid-range support you can use her in the territorial position that she's Mm -hmm. supposed to be i mean she's a one shop do it all as you know we've said a million times before yeah so in 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 an effort to make her more balanced uh, the first thing they did was reduce her damage of shield throw by 31%, which is from 142 to 97 at level 1. And that, I can understand. It makes me sad because I thought her shield throw was fantastic. It was one of my favorite things to do with Galilea, yeah. but, you know, what do you think? I think for me that's not a, that big of a deal because it's kind of like Eldrag's clothesline damage. It just is kind of a bonus for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm hitting you with the shield throw, I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to do good damage to you. I'm thinking you're going to be stunned for two seconds or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's where I'm coming from, too. It was was used for the stun, but the damage was nice just to get that that momentum rolling. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, they reduced the damage of Galilea's greatsword primary attack by 22% from 66 to 55 at level 1. That hurts. I mean, ouch. That's a nice little chunk of damage. I mean, whew. I still think it's okay because yeah. it, it goes in line with their tr- what they're trying to do with the whole stand in your desecrate, or you're just not going to be as competitive as some of the other raw melee DPSers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think this one's too bad either because, I mean, you just said the numbers right there. It's 11 less damage, so you're mm-hmm. going to have to hit them one extra time or, you know, hit them with a shield throw or a uh, a poison desecrate to do a little that that tick of damage that you're losing each time. So I don't think it's that bad. Plus, you know, your teammates can support you in that brawl if they need to. I think it's a big deal, but it it did make me put a frown on my face earlier today. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the one I think is kind of a little harsh is decrease the growth rate of corruption passive by 40%. I mean, that's a huge percentage. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. That one kind of hurts. You know, I see the other two for sure, no big deal. But that one, I think that's really the game changer right there because that's just a lot of damage. Yeah, I agree with that just because whenever I play Galilea, I feel like I'm almost always fully corrupted and I take, you know, the health regen or the other other good stuff when for when you are corrupted. So if I'm not corrupted all the time, which obviously is more balanced, but I think I'll definitely notice that. So basically, in a nutshell, and as a side note, they said that uh, due to the way the change was made, Galilea will appear to become fully corrupted sooner than she actually is. So basically, it doesn't sound like they were able to fix the uh, the the meter little thingy, but Joe in time. Well, I think they said the meter is accurate, but the graphical display of the graphical, her is yeah, the little yeah. the the haze or whatever. Yeah, the the horns and the the mm-hmm. the goop. The extra goop. So be aware of that. Make sure you guys aren't re- relying on the uh, visual cues and just look at, like you just said, the meat, the meters themselves, and mm-hmm. you'll be all right. I don't know. Overall, I think it was needed. Yeah. But since I've been playing Galilea more, you know, I've kind of gotten to liking her. So it's it sucks. You know, it's, it sucks to see her get nerfed a little bit. You know, 
Why would you nerf my character? Why don't you nerf a character I hate? Oh, that's coming up right now. What? Trash can bird is getting nerfed. (laughs) Goodbye, trash can bird. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know who trash can bird is, that's old Benedict. That's all he is to me, trash can bird. But for those of you who think he might be okay, they are aware that he is very much OP right now. And they've been looking at all the meters and seeing that he's just topping DPS all the way across the board. So, baseline reduction. Uh, guess what? Reduce the damage of his UPR SM23 rocket launcher primary attack by 10% from 211 to 190 at level 1. And then they also nerfed his health a little bit, but that's uh, insignificant and doesn't really affect much. Now, see, I, I disagree. I think the rocket launcher damage isn't that big of a deal because it's only 10%. But his base HP going down, it's almost like 150. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty considerable nerf. Now, the only thing I will say to that is that'll definitely help you out against a good Benedict because he'll he'll be flying all around. He'll be hard to hit. So I really like I really like this nerf in that respect but playing as a benedict i feel like i'm fragile as crap as it is so this is really going to make me have to play him you know almost like i did eldrag after his big nerf really hiding and picking my spots but that's the way trash can bird's supposed to be played you're supposed to fly around like the trash can bird you are and just fly away whenever any kind of trouble hits you in the meantime (laughs) shooting your stupid rockets at everybody and blowing things up (laughs) i guess you have a valid point yeah so congratulations, all you trash can bird players out there. You're you're going to be what you're supposed to be. Poor Jeremy. <laughs> Thank God we don't play with him anymore. He'd be very yeah. mad. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'd be a sad <laughs> banana. Uh, so going on from hot fixes, we got the community spotlight. Uh, this week, I don't know if anybody saw on the Twitter, pretty much every Gearbox person I saw was retweeting or commenting on this. They got a little care package from somebody named Beya in Finland. It was all kinds of good art kind of like a thank you letter or a, like, you guys are awesome kind of letter. And apparently this person, I think it's a lady, apparently this person also sent them a chocolate cake recipe because you can't really mail a cake from Finland. But I don't know, just some some definitely cool art in there. I'm surprised they didn't post that uh, chocolate cake recipe. I was waiting for that. That would be a good idea. I I, I know how to make chocolate cake. My wife knows how to make chocolate cake. Yeah. The recipe is posted. Maybe I can make that chocolate cake. Maybe that'll be next week. They'll be like, hey, to celebrate all these releases, make yourself a freaking cake. Boom. Here's a cake from Finland you can make. Exactly. And I do want to say her artwork is freaking awesome. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping they post all the pictures she did individually up because, like I said, they were awesome. And mm. I'd love to see them in all their glory one at a time. There's like a weird shot kind of taken at an angle, and there's an Atticus that she drew that looks freaking phenomenal. I want to see that whole thing. Just all on its own. I concur. So definitely good job, Bea. That was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. And they gave her all sorts of mad prompts in the stream. And, of course, she hit the community spotlight. So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. Then moving on to the lore segment. Nice, big, meaty lore segment this time. And I do mean meaty because it was a lot of fun stuff with Oscar Mike basically getting a checkup from Beatrix with Galt in the room. But then you also get a lot of, well, not like a ton, but... A lot more background than we originally had on like on kind of like the mics and the, like the the mic cloning program reasons for them reasons why they didn't use other species to do that all kinds of good stuff in that I really enjoyed it oh yeah i I really like the the you know how they incorporated Beatrix coming off that stream on Tuesday mm-hmm. and then of course with Oscar Mike in the battle school here he is boom and then a surprise hey and Galt's here too it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I just liked how they got the character of Beatrix going right now. Like, she's just extremely intelligent. You know, she's actually seems to like she's got her crap together. Yeah. Which surprises me a little bit after the stream where she's like freaking mad case, nutty, you know, taunts, looking like she's some kind of serial killer or something. Hey, whoa, we're going to talk about that later. Shh, spoiler oh, alert. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 so, anywho's. Get in there and read it because they really put, as they always do, they put a lot of work Mm. into it and it really gives you a look into uh, Oscar Mike and, you know, why they pick these seemingly moronic characters to be uh, (laughs) 
their basic army. Uh-huh. All right, then in the coming up segment, rounding out the battle plan, they just announced that Chaos Rumble mode is coming back starting on the 19th of January, running through the 23rd, and you're also going to get double credits during that same time span too. Again, not really very surprising because the new character is dropping on the 19th and they always do a Chaos Rumble that way. Well, us early access people anyway, who get it with the season pass or the digital deluxe version, can play with that character regardless of who else picks him in the match. So, again, not too surprising, but definitely good. Unfortunately, as we discussed, Matt, that's going to be a tax end for us, and we're going to be working that entire weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know you don't want to hear it, but that's the truth. Yeah, so uh, it seems like Eric so, has yeah, like dropped out of the Skype call, so I'm just going to do the rest of the show here, guys. Um, I'm just going to move on to Beatrix in the reveal stream, huh? That's exactly it. That? Here we go. Oh, man, Matt. What about that freaking Beatrix reveal? That was pretty awesome. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. We started off with Elisa, Anthony, and Ash Lyons, the VFX artist. So Ash was there pretty much to talk a little bit about, you know, just kind of making VFX for Battleborn, kind of the... Uh, Little Easter eggs and stuff they've thrown in, referencing back to the Mental Mars article from a week ago. And he was kind of given some tidbits about the VFX tweaks they threw in for Beatrix. Uh, he said there's some kind of smiley face bubbles in one of her taunts. Also hinted that whatever's in that uh, tank of hers is alive. Apparently that's something they'll get more into with the lore. I don't know, just a fun little chat with him. Not a whole lot of... Beatrix specific stuff. No, he was kind of going in general, and I think the reason it was a little hesitant was because he obviously already did the interview with Mental Mars and went mm. into more depth for what part he plays in doing all of his mm. little animations and stuff. And he's very much correct, and so is everyone else when they say all those little animations you don't normally notice on their own, but together they really mm. distinguish the character. So... You know, you got to give mad props to him because when you really look at it, all those little things really do make it so you know each and every character whenever you see an ability go off, Mm. whenever you see an explosion, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one thing that I will mention that somebody else noticed in the chat was he specifically said, oh, I feel like I really went out with a bang with Beatrix. And people were like, does that mean like she's the last character? Like, what? what?" I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously... I don't want to state it's for facts, but right, right. it's pretty much safe to say I would say it is probably the final character. Even Varnell previously stated that, you know, we'd love to do mm. more, but, you know, it all depended on what kind of money they made, how big of a game it was, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, you never know. Dreams could come true, Eric. Is 2017 the year of dreams? It could be. Could be. Seems like everyone's been saying no, but it could, it could happen. I was going to say, that's all I see is the opposite on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> We don't talk about that on the show. Yeah, that's no, true. No politics, no. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, when Ash Lyons stepped out, Randy Varnell stepped in for crazy lore story time segment with Jithri. This I thought was really pretty interesting. Not a lot of stuff we're going to dig into, obviously, but I recommend everybody go listen to that because a lot of good info on the Generate, a lot of good info on like Beatrix and teases of what you're going to see her doing later on and how she's integrating herself with the Battleborn. A bunch of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. I was actually a little surprised because before we got any of that, I was kind of just imagining her as a, a 15, 17-year-old, you know, young generate, just being mm-hmm. goofy and super smart, obviously, but not serious. But she's kind of portrayed as a twisted character, so that was definitely a, a surprise to me. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I kind of figured she, there would be more to her just because of that little lore bit we got of all her projects getting shut down and her like rise up through school life being bitter against people. And I don't know. I feel like our only real goofy character is a Rendy. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone else has got a more like more meat on their bones, really more, more to them, I guess more serious stuff. I don't know. So yeah, after Randy's giant story time segment, they brought in Kevin Powell to mm-hmm. talk more actually about Beatrix and her skills and everything. Figured we'd dive into those real quick for you. Not going to do a whole bunch, even though we did see like 90% of her helix going th- as they went through her in the dojo. So I might freeze frame a little bit out of there just to kind of bone up on what, what we saw already. But uh, starting off just with her basic attack, her weapon is the Insistix Injector. So yeah, it does kind of work like we had theorized, kind of shooting individual drops out of her giant syringe arm. 
She got kind of a sniper scope on there too. Apparently every shot from her injector applies infection, which is her passive, which we'll talk about in a second. But then if you aim down the scope, it'll do 75% more damage on the basic shot. Well, actually, Matt, I don't think it had so much as a scope. It had a hard scope, and that's what I thought was yeah, super yeah. awesome. I was like, oh my goodness, it's like an old World War II scope, you know, with the hard sights sitting there. And then um, I know we weren't going to mention too much about the Helix, but later on the Helix, she has an ability to go ahead and augment her eyes to see further. So she gets a magnifying. Oh, nice. Yes. <clears throat> so at that awesome. point, you'll be able to actually do real sniper abilities mm. if you choose that augmentation anyway. Mm. Um, oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty stoked about that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So next up, we mentioned it just a second ago. Her passive is Infection, and that, again, is applied via her basic attack. That wounds the target for three seconds if the shot's fired normally, or five seconds if it's fired down the scope. And it also does one tick of damage, 27 damage over one second. I thought the damage ticks when we were watching the gameplay footage, which came after this, seemed just a little bit excessive, but maybe her base damage isn't really that that high on its own well that's what they were stating they were stating that her actual hits are pretty weak comparatively to you know the other characters in the game Mm -hmm. it's going to be through her her ticks that she gets her kills or assists and from what it really looks like it looks more like she's just an assist god so yeah i didn't get a chance to really watch the the pvp end of it too much because i was actually watching it at work so the phone was in my pocket for about 90% 90% of that part of it. So I just saw the dojo bit with the uh, the minions. And it looked pretty strong there, but everyone looks strong against minions. So, Well, in the PvP portions, it was pretty much the same. Um, you know, whenever enemies were clumped up, lots of damage mm. was being put out because she was spreading the damage, which we'll talk about here. Um, mm. But other than that, you know, her main hits, they did seem on the weekend, but it wasn't... Hitting them wasn't what she was trying to do. It was trying to get the poison mm. out and... And then, of course, get the allies and bolster them, etc., etc. Now, next up, first of her abilities is Patient Zero, which I think was the red circle that looked like a person in it from our Conjecture Land episode. That increases her or her allies' attack speed by 25% for 5 seconds, and then nearby enemies also take 67 damage per second for 3 seconds. That seems crazy good and probably a little bit overpowered to me, especially the the twenty five percent attack speed. No, don't be. I, I don't know. You you got you got to look on your face like you don't you don't agree with that. Don't be jumping on that bandwagon, man. She ain't op. You ain't <laughs> even played her yet. I saw that in the chat. Everyone's like, oh, op already. Op twenty seventeen. Like, <laughs> wait till you play her before you say anything because once again, her base damage is from what they say really weak. Her health mm. is pretty low from what I see, and yeah. to boot. From what they were talking about, her escaping ability, her retreating ability is minimal to nothing. So yeah, she's got a lot of things that are obviously going against her. And it's through this, you know, her abilities here that she becomes way more powerful. So. Well, see, the, the only counter I had to that was when they were showing the gameplay and people were talking about it, they were saying, oh, yeah, she's really great if you, like, throw that you know, that patient zero on an Atticus because that 25% really helps him out. And I'm thinking, well, Atticus, sure, his attack speed is low. But what if she throws it on, like, an Eldrag and he does his Dragon Splash and gets 20% attack speed buff from that or he's in Fuego and has his crazy attack speed buff? What happens if she throws that on him right then? Is there? I'm I'm assuming there's some kind of attack speed cap built into the game. You can only have so much because that's how it normally is for these kinds of games. But I was thinking, man, this has the potential to like totally wreck shop if you're, well, if you're coordinated and put it on the right person at the right time. That's that's the only reason I was thinking that. Well, I would agree in a sense, but at the same time, that's coordinating a team and becoming amazing. And if you're playing that way, well, hey, you know, more power guess, to yeah. you. Mm. You got also got to remember, Matt, that she, you know, you can pop on items that augments your attack speed and then of course there's abilities like you were already Mm -hmm. talking about i'm excited because i want to see like a phoebe with insane attack speed oh my gosh i mean i'm definitely excited for it i'm just worried that they might have to turn the dial down a little bit once once you and i get a freaking phoebe and a beatrix combo going or an eldrag and beatrix combo and i'm hitting somebody like 14 times with my eldrag attack before they can even hit me once you know that that's all i'm saying 
when we're murdering people like that, we're not going to tell anybody about it because we want to keep murdering people like that. That's, that's true. <laughs> we'll just we'll push our Beatrix deep dive way, way, way off. Like in 2019, we'll talk about exactly. that. Exactly. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. I like that idea, Matt. That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. One more last thing about Patient Zero is you notice in the footage when she activates it, her syringe goes into this, like this creepy snake. Yeah, arm that was mode. awesome. It was awesome and weird, and they were like, "Hey, her snake arm looks kind of alive, but I don't want to say anything." Mm-hmm. I every time that happened, I was like, "What in the hell is going on?" That is sweet, especially the weird version when she didn't target anybody and it like swept around and like sprayed the stuff all over her. Mm-hmm. That animation was freaking awesome. Yep. I was extremely impressed with that. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. It was it was those details, and some others we'll talk about in a minute, that were just making yeah. me just, oh, I want to play her so bad. Mm-hmm. Couldn't wait. So moving on to her skill two, she's got Fulminate. Beatrix fires a rapid barrage of homing projectiles that deal 27 damage each and weaken enemies, reducing attack damage by 30% for three seconds. This, once again, is another awesome support ability and a way to just control the hell out of areas i mean holy cow i saw this in the pvp portion and i'm just like Mm. oh yeah i I can get on board with this i can finally get on board with just standing back and just launching this crap oh my gosh and just watching them go down the screen and pop 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 pop. don't even have to try and i'm winning Mm. <laughs> He's got to press the win button, Eric. That's, That's right. And then the best part is it weakens enemies. I mean, mm-hmm. so while they're all, you know, your rest of your guys are in there fighting away and you're just popping those off on everybody, like I said, since it, you know, does a little mild heat seek in there, it's hitting something as long as you're at a mm-hmm. decent range. And then, oh, and then they're just in there wrecking house. It's just amazing. Yeah, I definitely. Was very excited for this, just for the potential of this an awesome way to get a ranged character to affect like a brawl between melee people. You shoot that out, even if your your boulders getting double teamed by like a Galilea and a Wrath or something. Now they're doing way less damage. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a chance to push them off, back away, get out of there. Just I don't know. We've been hungering for debuffs for the longest time. This is the kind of debuff I really want. That's just, yeah. That's what I've been waiting for as well. You know, mm-hmm. like you were just saying, if it's a two-on-one scenario, you hit both of them. That's a sixty percent reduction between the two of them and damage coming on your character. So basically, it's like almost not having one of them there. So mm-hmm. you you pretty much even up the fight and allow your guy you know a winning chance there, and or at least at the very least a chance to get the heck out of dodge and fight yeah. another day. So excited about that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. The only mm. problem I see with this, these skills she has, is she's going to be public enemy number one. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, even more so than Marky, I think. I think if you see a Beatrix, you know, hiding out somewhere on the side, it's not going to mm. be a well, we'll get him maybe sometime. It's going to be no, she's got to go because mm. you can't have her spraying her goop everywhere and reducing attack damage and and just poisoning mm. everybody and making everyone terrified to clump up and fight because then you. Yeah, I, I definitely think monuments will be the, the safe option for her because you can run up in that overlook peeky poo, rain your stuff down. I mean, just like a marquee does, but in this case, having an even more direct you know effect on the entire battlefield, the whole fight, that kind of thing. I was thinking about that too. Just like, oh man, I can't wait to play against a Beatrix on Echelon where I can run around and get behind her and nobody will even know what I'm doing and just wreck, wreck shop on her. Oh, it'll be mm-hmm. fun. Now, I'll say this. It's possible to wreck shop on her. However, once again, we're not going too far into helixes or anything, but I'll say mm-hmm. she has an augmentation at helix to where she picks up a melee ability that goes ahead and does oh, yeah, increased amount that. of damage and, of course, gives her life back. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if you spec that route, you can, in theory, protect yourself from that, you know, that sort of thing happening to you. At least a little bit more than a you would otherwise, more. anyway. Yeah. And lastly... For Beatrix, we've got her ultimate outbreak. It plagues a target for 8 seconds, dealing 42 damage per second and wounding them, reducing healing received by 60%. These effects spread among nearby enemies. This was amazing. Yeah. In the PvP portion, they showed it. They were all grouped up. They lobbed that in there. And just you just watch health just dropping. People start mm-hmm. scrambling. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. 
That was amazing. Definitely love the effect of it. Once it was on mm-hmm. people, it would kind of like pop like a bubble around them. And so you could see like the effect range of how they would infect other players in addition to all the damage ticking off every time that bubble popped. It was, oh, it looked so good. I can't wait to just be like, oh, I'm peeky-pooing around for my little hidey hole. Bam! You're all sick, suckers! You know, what? it reminded me of like when you pour hot water on a, a clump of ants and then they all just like, <laughs> some are dying, some are running, you know, the whole, the whole field just scatters and you're just like, oh. I mean, this is perfect. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then the boot, while they're scrambling because they're taking dot damage, spreading around to nearby enemies, the healing receive has been reduced now. So if you got any Milani or Miko trying to salvage something, it's, you know, oh my yeah. God, I'm basically ineffectual, especially for an Alani who, you know, you got to be real careful with your heals because you can't just mm-hmm. spam heal. Well, you can if you want to just do 10 heals every second, but, you know. Like you do, but that's hey, okay. Well, you know, whatever, it's at 101 now. Much better. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking on top of that, hey, just drop it on the minion wave, and if nobody's paying attention, they run right up in. Pop, pop, oh, I'm, what's, why am I getting damaged? Oh, Jesus. Now I'm getting everyone else sick because I'm running back for the minion wave back to my team. Mm. Now they're all running away from me because they don't want to touch me. Oh, I can't wait. I have mm. a feeling this is going to be the one where you have some beers and you play with Beatrix, and you're just oh, yeah. popping this and watching these fools scramble all over the place. That's going to be fun. How about when they release her and they do Chaos Rumble, you and me rolling as double Beatrix, getting everyone sick. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Sounds like real life. <laughs> no, that's like real life at your own household. Yeah, for me. Because your one daughter gets sick, the bubble pops, your next one's sick. Plagues the Poop. next one, plagues my wife, plagues me. <laughs> <laughs> I got real life experience with this. This is amazing. I was say, this is why you're so excited for it. Jeez, this is, this is every moment of your life. That's right. Now, after that, Anthony did give us a little brief walkthrough of a bunch of her taunts and I think one of her special skins. And I got to say, she is like the creepiest character. I mean, they don't have a lot of creepy characters, but it was great, but in an awful creepy way. It was really well done. As soon as I saw the second one, the old, uh, with the head spinning around, twisting. The freaking Silent Hill nurse head. just I was in love. I went, oh, well, (laughs) this is going to be one of my go-tos has to be mm-hmm. just done and then the one where her when she says so i can't even remember what she says and then her, her tongue comes out and she's just like just lolling uh-huh. her tongue there when she, oh it was one of the last mm. ones they showed where uh she you know does the old neck yeah she like does it like a throat chop and then goes yeah Aah. yeah that was awesome god uh-huh. so good so good <laughs> and then the boot that skin that they did show and then even the gold one that they gave away both just looked mm-hmm. amazing on her so oh, yeah. I was like, I have a feeling that all her skins are going to synchronize pretty well with her and just look mm. just awesome. One thing I did want to say is everyone's been super hyped up for Beatrix just based off of her character model and like a couple sketches that we saw. And I don't know, maybe those people also had actually seen her in, in action, in motion. But once I saw her actual character model moving and the way like the fluid moved in her giant syringe tube, and they pointed it out during the stream, the way the plunger on her syringe actually moves as you fire more and more bullets and then the reload animation when it fills back up she kind of taps it with her finger Mm -hmm. just all the little details on her her character design isn't really my cup of tea but all the details in her are just fantastic just watching her i'm just like wow she's amazing Mm -hmm. she looks fantastic and i can't wait to actually play with her and see see even more hidden details and different cool animations because i'm sure i'm sure her helix will change stuff up too you know, make things different this way, that way. We didn't see any of the mutations, so I'm sure those will even be crazier. All kinds of good stuff going on there. Well, and you know what I'm thinking, too? Maybe maybe we haven't found some of these Easter eggs because maybe we have to wait till we get Beatrix. we got to spray the poison on the walls, and it'll be like when you put the, the black light on, you know, it's going to reveal uh-huh. hidden messages on the walls. So we're going to have to spray all the walls in Toby's Friendship Raid. No. Yeah. I don't want to spend six hours at Toby's Friendship Raid. Oh, let's go through it six more times because we didn't spray wall 1.2.5 in this area exactly. No, I'm not doing We got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. See, you always got to find a downside to the character. Now, you, now you've just ruined her for me. I'm not even going to get her when she comes out. I got the season pass. I don't even care. Nope. 
Not doing it. You're going to use your free key. Nope, not doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. You could spray the walls on your own tie, Eric. I don't have time That's for right. that. You don't. You don't even get to pick her. I don't care if you got her unlocked. Nope. I'm just running to the boss room. Running to the boss room. Yeah, you got three minutes to spray the walls. And I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone at home, I don't recommend you try that because I sincerely doubt that's actually a way to find any sort of Easter egg because it makes no sense. I'm a hundred percent sure that's not it. <laughs> but also. Maybe that's how you open that UPR door. Uh, oh, spray the console and melts it and then uh-huh. opens the door. Bada bing, bada Could boom. Happen. So yeah, other than that, they showed off uh, a little bit of playthrough with her in the dojo and then a couple, was it just one PvP One PvP match? match, correct. And and they played it on the best mode, the best map, Echelon. Yeah, baby. I don't know about all that, favorite. sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff there, getting to see her in action, getting to see, like we said, pretty much 90% of her Helix if you if you pause the video and check it out. So all kinds of good stuff there. Not a whole lot to dig into after that point, I don't think. But No, it was pretty much a wrap-up, revealing the mm-hmm. uh, you know launch of the winter update, Beatrix, and of course mm-hmm. the upcoming Oscar Mike and the Battle School. In just a second here, we'll be talking about Oscar Mike versus the Battle School. Oh, goodness. Prepare yourself for all sorts of drunken fun. Drunken gummy bear fun. <laughs> yeah. So we just got to check out the Oscar Mike versus the Battle School stream. And oh boy, that was a freaking madhouse, man. Yes, it definitely was. They were not kidding when they said they were just going to go ahead and just be off the off the rails for this one. <laughs> and you know what? I got to give props to Jim because holy cow, those little masks he was pulling up, mm. just fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I did enjoy that. I liked every time he pulled out an Isaac mask. Obviously, there's some effects done to all of his voices, but Isaac just sounded pretty much basically spot on from what I remember in the game. Well, I think the problem with the uh, Oscar Mike one was he's got to be, that's his character, he's so loud yeah. that it was peaking and screwing with the mic a little mm-hmm. bit. So I think that's that was the only issue with that one every once in a while. It was like, like, whoa, Jesus. Plus, I think since he's always in his helmet, they did like that kind of like radio filter on his voice mm-hmm. in general. So hearing it as, you know, a normal guy speaking, I mean, you could hear it, but it, there was just that like dissonance between the two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was still fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was fun. I loved him going in between the characters, popping those suckers up. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, it started off, they had uh, J3 on there, Alyssa, and of course, Jim. Mm-hmm. Randy has hopped up on his special gummy bears again. Again, <laughs> I think somebody over there at Gearbox really needs to take them things away because he might have a problem. I agree. I'm not 100% certain. I don't work there, but he might have a problem because he's starting <laughs> to go off the rails. <laughs> well, see, it makes me wonder if, like, outside of, you know, in his normal life, maybe he just, like, is, like, a super vegetarian, doesn't eat any sugar or anything because... I've eaten, like, a whole bag of gummy bears before because I'm a fat fuck, and it doesn't make me all hyper. We can tell, Matt. <laughs> oh, man, come on. So he, he was... Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I might have might have ruined the podcast. This is why oh, I didn't no. watch you back this week. I'm just doing it solo. <laughs> so Randy's on there, and he was starting to get into the lore behind this, and... You know, and I love it when he gets he gets on there about Laura because he's all animated and he's just mm-hmm. he's just bah, 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 just throwing it out there, just going and going, and then oh yeah, and then also I did this because of this, and we thought this was great, and and they just were going and going for like a half hour mm-hmm. on this story behind you know Oscar Mike as a character and how yeah. Jim got the part, and I was just oh, I thought that was fantastic. It was the whole story behind how Jim came into the picture and and the build-up to him being Oscar mm-hmm. Mike, you know, because he started off as Chuck. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I think, wow, what a wonderful change, because as cool as Chuck Norris is, I don't think Chuck as a character would have worked, but Oscar Mike mm-hmm. was perfect. Just thinking of it right now, it made me think of, Remember when we saw Ernest's initial concept art and he was like an old World War One soldier type dude? You know, mm-hmm. talking about Chuck and how Jim changed him into Oscar Mike and changed like the overall tone of the game, it makes me think that, you know, maybe all those character designs, all those really old ones from were from back before it got fun and goofy when maybe they wanted it to be like, I don't know how serious they wanted it to be, but, you know, it sounds like more serious than what it ended up because even... 
like you said, the Oscar Mike character was not the goofy kind of send up tongue in cheek version of, you know, the FPS hero, the FPS fanboy kind of guy. Well, what it sounds like, though, from the original concept, they did want to have him mm-hmm. as a we're making fun of an FPS character. Right. But I think what it, what they were saying was that Jim and them took it off the rails mm-hmm. as it went. And he be just he became a complete moron instead of just like uh, we're actually making fun of FPS shooters. We're making fun of it, but you could still do that in like a serious character. Just he's so yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know yeah. exactly what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe everybody knows what you're talking I was about. I say because I made a I made a hand gesture and nobody can see it. Yeah. And I kind of went like, which goes in with the hand gesture. So it's. Mm-hmm. So after they got done with the lore and the buildup of who Oscar Mike is and how this came to be, mm-hmm. he talked also about this particular ops mission, which is Oscar Mike wanting to validate his place in the in the Mike world and yep. in, in the and you know what do they call it the Kingdom of Mikes? It, it was the Bucket of Bros, I think was the. Well, that was the Bucket of Bros. Yeah. That's that's a that's what a gaggle of Oscar Mike. No, is. you mean a bucket? Yeah, a bucket of bros, but as in the the world. That they inhabit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the kingdom of Mikes. So, something like that, at least. I, I don't know if that was yes. exactly it, but yeah. There's a kingdom of Mikes, and he's trying to get in there and prove his worth, you know, get back in the band, basically. Get back and hook up with his bros. Mm. And they, of course, want to test him because they think he's gone soft in the belly. And that's what this is all about. Yep. Oscar Mike in the battle school, proving that he still has what it takes to be an Oscar Mike. And they said, of course, that... Since it is a story op, it works basically the same as all the other ones. You got all the ops points. You got two skins per character. You got special titles. You have this time a special taunt for Oscar Mike that you can unlock. It looks like he's doing like a, you know, a rifle twirl type deal. Pretty cool. I enjoyed it. And that, uh, you know, at certain ops points, you'll get the faction packs, all that good stuff. This is probably going to be the only place other than the regular story missions that you can still get regular faction packs and then commander packs, which you'll get at 100 ops points. One quick fun side note from later in the stream about ops points is that this time Oscar Mike, who's kind of there with you in spirit as you're going through the battle school, he's actually going to be the one to give you the side ops that give, that let you earn extra ops points. And it seems like these are a lot more random than before. Like, hey, how about you guys go jump through some weird hoops off the end of the bridge out here? Typical Oscar Mike type of missions that he would actually give you to do. Yes, silly bull crap that you know is irritating and or makes no yeah. sense. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that uh, integration there. And I, I will say, you know, when they were teasing that and they were kind of like showing them doing that, mm-hmm. I was a little sad because the audio was super low on that. And mm-hmm. so uh, Sam, he was in there kind of just narrating what was going on, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit. And so I was kind of like, oh, man, I was hoping they'd pump up the audio and let us just kind of delve into what Oscar Mike and his interactions with. Uh, well, see, your boy, your boy Matt, I sacrificed my hearing. I had my earbuds in, so it was a little easier to hear anyway. But I cranked that son of a gun up, and then I was reading the subtitles on the screen with my phone like two inches from my face. So I was able to see it a little bit more than I think the majority of viewers did, because I noticed as soon as they went to gameplay, the chat blew up as it always did with, oh, make it louder, make it louder, can you make it louder? Lastly, before Randy took off, he went ahead and also verified that in this new ops, there will be a Borderlands 3 Easter egg, as promised. He also clarified that there is still one Borderlands 3 Easter egg in the Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion that we have not found, and there is one in Toby's friendship raid that no one has found. Mm. And then to further that, somebody on Twitter asked the question last week, is there going to be a Borderlands symbol to accompany all of these secrets? And he said there will not be a Borderlands symbol with any of the other secrets to date. Let me stroke my goatee for a minute and think, who was it that asked? Because it wasn't Steve Bajojo Jr. And it wasn't the guy who runs Bob's Kebabs. And, no, I mean, I it wasn't. It, was. it wasn't like your dad, and I think it was Mahaga. No, it actually wasn't you or me either. <laughs> it was actually Danny. So props to Danny because no. yeah. No, I asked a question. Okay, Danny retweeted it, but and got the attention. She did it properly and tagged <laughs> Jithri on it. Yeah, that's true. 
I was just t- replying to Joe and a couple other guys. Yeah. And then she was like, well, maybe J3 will answer the question. I was going to say, maybe instead of just putting it out into the ether somewhere and praying that it, get, it gets answered, she flagged him down. Hey, that's the fun, though. Lassoed him down from the heavens and had him ask, you know, answer the question. That's right. It's like, beautiful. Like Pecos Bill. Just... Mm-hmm. Mm, that's why we keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yep. After he went ahead and announced that we will indeed have those Borderlands 3 Easter eggs, he took off and Sam replaced his empty chair to talk about his part in this whole ops mission, which was writing it. He did a whole bunch of writing for Oscar Mike Mm -hmm. in this particular ops and talked about how uh, he feels that his part's, you know, minuscule in the whole scheme of things and just loves it when he sees Jim take up his lines and turns them into awesome jokes. And then how, when, uh, Seung and the other artists get together and do all that crazy cool artwork. And then it just all comes together and becomes Oscar Mike Mm -hmm. versus the battle school. It was pretty neat to see, you know, just him being on there humble, just talking about, you know, his part in it all. And it's just, it's strange to see that. And he's like, yeah, man, I I just wrote it all in 12 hours. I stayed up all night and just, Mm -hmm bashed it out and here you go you know and away they tow and then weeks months later after tons of hard work and everything else here you go you get yourself a whole ops mission yeah i really liked the uh the part where he was talking about i think someone asked a question from chad about how is writing games different from writing you know anything else like a book or something and i liked his his feedback of well you write something and you're not really sure if it'll work or not so you can just walk over like four desks to the voice actor have him say it and you're like oh maybe that'll work walk two desks down to the character designer and say, hey, would this guy say this? And you go, no, or let's tweak it this way. It's kind of a nice little behind-the-scenes kind of deal of how they how they tweak things, how three different people, like you said, come together to make this whole new thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed that uh, little nugget there. And then, of course, while he was sitting there, they went ahead and did the whole Oscar Mike versus the Battle School tease like we mm-hmm. were already talking about. And he was kind of narrating what was going on and – Little things to notice while uh, Anthony, who was the individual playing Mm -hmm. Beatrix at the time, was going through and participating in, obviously, the ops mission. So it was pretty neat. Like I said, I just wish I could have heard it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. A couple things I did want to point out. They said that the part that they were showing, at least, was kind of more horde mode based. Like you'd go into an open arena, have to fight a bunch of Varelsi or a bunch of bots or a bunch of this or that. Uh, Before Randy left, he was saying that a lot of bosses will be in t- inside these uh, combat arenas and that their abilities had been tweaked a little bit on some of them. The one thing I did notice during the stream was uh, in one of the rooms, Anthony went up against a uh, Varelsi Devourer. And I noticed yeah, I saw that, yeah. when he went up into melee range, it did this kind of like weird spit attack where it like kind of like spat around in an arc, which I don't think I've ever seen the Devourer on face-off do. I think it just stands there and stops and like shoots up stuff in the air that'll fall down and create the areas on the ground. So I think that that kind of like spit or gas or flame or whatever you want to call it, that kind of attack was a new option for that boss. And then to add to that, in the chat, everybody was going nuts, going, Jeff, 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 you know. So hopefully the Lord Spider himself <laughs> will make an appearance in this uh, option. And make everybody really happy. Well, he totally should because Oscar Mike freaking hates spiders. And if mm-hmm. the other Mikes know that about him because he's one of these weird Mikes who's lived longer and has feelings and all this stuff, you think that maybe he'd be like the boss of the ops mission. Just, hey, oh, hey, you made it this far. Well, here, face your ultimate nightmare. Oh, my God, giant spider! Boom. It'd be perfect, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to do it. I don't think they would have teased, oh, maybe some of your favorite bosses will be bad. Yeah. You know, well, duh, who's everybody's favorite boss? I was going to say, who who goes, oh, the Varelsi Devourer, he's my favorite. Yeah, I get what no. you're saying. Yeah, it, it's going to be Jah. Yeah. <laughs> Pre- pretty sure. Mm. I'm going to put money on it. I'm going to put some money on that, it. That's our, that's our one quick swing around the uh, the bend of speculation river right there i think exactly that's it and beyond that uh oh i did want to add you know i don't want to put a negative on it but Mm. we talked about a little bit before the show how they were talking about might be more of a horde mode and i do think that is a little concern i hope 
that there's multiple rooms at least mm-hmm. uh, for like maybe you'll do two or three rounds in one room, two or three rounds in another room, etc. And then moving on to the bosses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hope it's not the entirety of the ops inside that one battle arena. Well, it looked to, to me like you know you go into the horde room, clear the horde, and you got kind of sucked back out, and then it kind of did like its own little configuration to be something different. Like I know mm-hmm. when they first walked up, there was like a fire room and then it turned into like an ice room and then it kind of went to a base room. So I'm wondering if as obviously as your ops points go up, maybe you'll have more dangerous physical rooms. Like here's an actual fire pit in the middle that you got to avoid. Here's, you know, something with uh, like moving platforms that'll fall down and crush you or push you up into the ceiling. So it's going to be a lot like X-Men's danger room. That's what I'm hoping. That'd be pretty fun. Because yeah. you could, I mean, these guys are really creative. You could do a lot of interesting combat scenarios with constantly shifting rooms. Well, it's, here's the hoping, because mm-hmm. that would stink if it's like the same room for like the entirety of it, except for maybe like the last boss or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it wouldn't be that bad. Nah, it won't be. It's going to be fantastic. So, anywho, that was it for that stream. Yeah. Everybody was pretty super stoked. Jim and all of them really put on a show for everybody. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I had me cracking up, and when they did the uh, tea party, everybody lost their dang minds, man. It was it was pretty awesome. I was a little sad that Randy bailed on that one, though. He he wanted to come in being all crazy, gummy-bared-up Randy, but then when they mentioned doing a tea party, he scooted badooted pretty fast. W- one other thing of note is Anthony was playing through as Beatrix on this stream, and this stream, he actually had some of her mutations unlocked. So if anybody wanted to go back and freeze frame some of those to see how they change how she plays, you know, just as a fun, you know, get yourself all geared up and hyped up before she comes out. I did specifically notice that he had the mutations this time. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. That was actually neat, the weapons and everything else going on the side mm-hmm. that he had uh, activated. So, yeah, I think I'll go and do it fresh, but if anybody's super curious... Yeah. Like you said, more than welcome to try that out. Mm-hmm. One fun tidbit that we got at the very end of the stream: people were asking Jim for his uh, his gamer tag or his you know his PlayStation name. And he did give out not his primary one, but his secondary one that he goes on just to have fun and screw around with. That is Fury Potato of Fury. So if anyone out there is playing on PSN like us, go ahead, friend him up. I noticed. Not too long after the stream, he tweeted out that his privacy settings weren't right, so he couldn't get friends, but he was fixing that as soon as he could. So, yeah, friend that man up. Give him, like, a billion friends. That way he'll always have somebody to play with. Not only have somebody to play with, but, you know, now that you know his name, maybe you get to see him in battle and hunt him down over and over relentlessly. It'll be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So that wraps it up. Everybody's pumped. Can't wait to get in there. Mm And I know Matt's a little sad about how wild they went, but I'm hoping the streams going forward are just off the rails bonkers, just like this one, because I loved it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Eric. Thank you very much, Matt. (laughs) So, yeah, what do you guys think of both of those streams? What's got you most excited? Send us your feedback. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, feedback. Who just walked in the room? Oh, it's Johnny Mailbag. Hey, Johnny Mailbag, what do you got for me today? What's in the mailbag? Today's mailbag comes to us from our excellent audio person, Danny, and she sent us, well, she sent me a text, it was like a week after our Christmas wish video, saying, hey, I really wish blah, 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 and I was like, it's too late, and she went, well, just use it as mailbag, so it's mailbag now. It's a, it's a dead Christmas wish. <laughs> That's our mailbag. Well, hey, maybe in 2017, the year of hope and miracles, the dead Christmas wish That's can right. rise to its feet and, and, and sprout <laughs> butterfly wings ashes. and fly away. <laughs> That's right. It's just in a cocoon. We're all That's right. right. It's a chrysalis. So she says, you know what I wish? I wish there was a spot somewhere that told you the stats of your current character. Like if I add gear that increases attack damage, I can visibly see the stat change. So on and so on. In a world of dreams and happiness, that would be fantastic. Because I can tell you most certainly there's been a billion times where I'm in there trying to pick out loadouts and just go through in my head what's going on. Mm. But... If I had an actual, was able to pull up the character, put him in the side note there, and then start picking pieces and playing with it and seeing what, like she said, what those percentages are and what they would go up by, mm-hmm. that would just that would make life easier. Especially for like healing and stuff. You could see like the healing power, the healing of the hots, healing over time, etc., how that affects everything and, mm-hmm. and decide whether it's worth your time. Or I think that would be a great idea. Obviously, 
I don't think they did it with the coming winter update, so we missed no. a, missed a bucket on that one. But but yeah, definitely. Like I said, when we were talking about the Beatrix stream recap, it would be nice to be able to put a bunch of gear on and. I mean, this is going way too deep into it, but even if you were able to go, oh, well, this is when I get my 20% attack speed boost, and this, 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 if that would be a way to actually see if there are hard caps on stats. Like, if I boost his health by this many, and then I put a health item on, if it just goes, all right, he's got, you know, 700 health or whatever, and that's it, no matter what more you put into that stat. I think that would be definitely cool. And speaking of other cool things that we kind of wish would happen, something I've talked to you about a lot is, you know, I've got a lot of characters who are level 15, but I don't have all the lore challenges on them yet. But when I'm in a game, you know, I'm playing, and, oh, I want to play Thorn this time, but I don't remember what those lore challenges are. Another fun dead wish from Christmas time would be some kind of way to pin certain lore challenges to your home screen or, like, just to the game screen in general. I was going to say to the HUD. So, like, whenever you're in round, just like they do in MMOs, on the side there, and little text is, hey, make sure to jump 27 times and mm-hmm. do this. And, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to work on that. Yeah, Bye. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a nice nice piece of functionality. I don't know how how easy that would be to do, but if there was some way to patch that in, that would help, you know, help people master their characters a lot easier. I think that would that one's not too hard either, honestly. I mean, that's just putting a little bubble of text up in your HUD. I don't think that would be an impossibility mm-hmm. at all. But, that, of course, it depends on if people actually want it and if Gearbox has time to mess with it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. True, true. But Danny's would be sweet, too. And as you were saying, to go deeper with that, you know, you could take that and have the character on and then have it so you can tab your skills. Oh, yeah. So if you push this and push this, now you've got that attack speed up to 20. Now you've got the damage up to here. And then add on the proper mutations and mm-hmm. then the, the, the items. And then you can see, like you said, if there's any hard caps or what it actually brings you to. And you can be like, oh, my God, if I can make sure I cap these three things at once, I'd be at 270% attack damage. And You just sparked me right there. That's something they could probably put into the, in dojo, the dojo, just like a oh, stat screen off to the right. Dojo! Just yes. here's what your stats are. And mm-hmm. then oh, I activated this, bloop, attack speed went up. Activate the gear, bloop, went up this much, et cetera, et cetera. That'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome in the dojo. Holy cow. All right there, Gearbox, you heard it. It's yep. two fantastic ideas right there. Just pop those in. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if you guys have any questions or suggestions or fun things you want to send to us for the mailbag, you can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can find Poor Lonely Eric on Facebook under Third Shift. Or you can hang out in the cool place, Twitter, with me and all the rest of the guys. We're Third Shift Me. That's Third Shift M-E on Twitter. Heck yeah, man. We love it over there on the old Twit Twits. <laughs> I'm a tweet box. I have lots of fun. The old Twit Twits. I, that's where I go to have me some fun. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, goodness. It's going. It's getting close to 10. It's going. It's getting beautiful. So (laughs) (laughs) we definitely want to hear back from you. And as a side note, anybody who's already, you know, posed some questions to us that we haven't gotten to, we haven't forgotten about you. You know, we still got you in that mailbag and just waiting for that old question to pop up. So, yeah, as always and every week, boys and girls, we love and adore each and every one of you. We thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. enjoyed very much getting this episode out to you and if you enjoyed this episode we're hoping maybe you can head on over to patreon we you know we've set up a little tip jar and would very much appreciate it if you tossed in a buck every now and again if you liked what you hear it helps us out helps us get a little you know the little equipment little doodads this and that just to mm-hmm. you know make us a little bit better or make us worse i don't know whatever it does something i can't imagine we get much worse eric <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Hey, maybe if people put enough money in the tip jar, Eric will show up every week. <laughs> I was there last week, man. I swear to God, you saw it. You saw that battle play. <laughs> Pull back the curtain for a second. While we were recording the Beatrix stream breakdown, we are on Skype, you know, recording with each other, and I had the Dropbox open, and it went bloop, bloop. And it specifically said, Eric's battle plan recording or whatever it was. I was like, oh, look, you actually were there, but we didn't get it until right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the heck happened with all that, but oh, well, 
Whatever. <laughs> so to wrap it up, we thank everybody who has contributed and thrown a tip in the tip jar. It's okay. very much appreciated. And we, as always, are going to keep doing these episodes and look forward to that Conjecture Land episode that someday we're going to have out. Someday we're going to do it. In fact, it might become like a thing, a Conjecture Land episode. we got to conjecture about the Conjecture Land episode. No, no, we're going to do it this Saturday oh, okay. at some point. Oh, okay. Okay, so maybe not. I mean, unle- not. unless you can't, and then we'll just do it like, and then we'll do tax end, <laughs> and then, you know, it'll be like February, and uh, who wants to do stuff in February? We'll get it out, like, by November at least. Precisely. But look forward to the Conjecture Line episode, because not only are we going to talk about things we think are going to happen here in the future with Gearbox and, and all that, but we're also going to talk a little bit about what we're hoping for ourselves, stuff we want to do, stuff we want to improve on a little bit, and oh, yeah. uh, incorporate into you know what we are as Third Shift. So definitely look forward to that. And mm-hmm. uh, back to you, man. Let's end it up. In the future, you can find that Conjecture Land episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic, where we've always been. It'll probably even go up on YouTube and Google Play Music, too. So you can find our regular episodes every Friday. We'll see you guys again on the 20th of January for our very next episode. And with that, I mean, what else is there to say but don't don't forget forget to save. Sit down.